Hi, my name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 513. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, we have a special guest. His name is Mr. Rob Bell. Uh, we met up with Rob on Friday night. He was in town doing his Introduction to Joy tour, and he gave us about a half an hour. So what you're going to hear on this podcast is our interview with him. So this is just our quick little intro. So, sweetie, for those of for those of the folks who don't know who Rob is, who is Rob? So Rob has a podcast called The Robcast that's been around for several years that I highly, highly recommend. Um, I don't know if you already said this, but uh, Rob was our keynote speaker at our Zen Parenting Conference. I did like not say that. 2017. And yeah. he did this amazing talk all about parenting, but it was bigger than that. It was really just about the he, world and yeah, he, architecture. He connected the dots in a way that I was pretty amazed by. And he also has uh, What is the Bible is one of his books, How to Be Here, uh, The Zimzum of Love that he wrote with his wife. Um, he's just a really wise man, and he sees things with a really wide lens, which is why Todd and I continue to follow him and learn from him, and we feel lucky to know him. So... Um, that will be today's show. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to tell you guys before we uh, launch into that interview with Rob is that for the Zen Parenting Conference 2020, um, we have added three new speakers. Trace Moss. My friends. We knew we weren't done, but we just didn't have it all together, and now we do. So... Our first speaker that we added is Debbie Reber. We've had her on this show before. She is the author of Differently Wired, Raising an Exceptional Child in a Conventional World. So we are going to focus on neurodiversity at this conference too. Debbie will be available. Uh, she's obviously going to give her talk. She's going to do a book signing, that whole thing. Um, we also have um, Gemma Hartley who we've had on this show. Gemma. She is the um, person who wrote Fed Up, um, basically the book about emotional labor. Can I tell a quick story about Gemma? Sure. Uh, I invited you to our tribe men's group uh -huh. uh, about nine months ago. Uh -huh. The topic was emotional labor, uh -huh. basically inspired by Gemma's work. Uh -huh. And I just found out that one of the guys um, doesn't really want to come to the tribe anymore because he d disagreed with that um Topic. topic. Really? Yes. Did you just find that out? Yes. That is so interesting. So he disagreed that emotional labor exists? Just didn't buy it. Huh. What's there not to buy? Sweetie, he just didn't buy it. <laughs> okay. Well, emotional labor is the invisible labor that um, women often... <laughs> I'm still, I'm sorry. I'm still I threw you a curveball. I know. I? I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but anyway, maybe he should come listen to Gemma talk or read her book. So he can disagree more? No. So he can get a better idea <laughs> of that this isn't about um, women telling men what to do or saying that men are doing something wrong. It's about us coming together because men miss out when they don't get the experience. For sure of, you know, connecting with the kids the way sometimes the moms do or doing some of the work at home that the moms do. It's it's a collaborative endeavor. And it's inherently kind of a messy topic. Like a lot of, know. A lot of you know, it's just a tough topic because, I don't know, we could... Well, we, this is why Gemma's coming. Yes. Let's just say that. Okay, because it can get messy and let's hear from her. And then um, Maureen Muldoon is coming to Yay. our conference. She's a fellow Chicagoan and friend and she's an actress and she... Um, 
runs this uh, place in Chicago called the Spiritual Speakeasy. It's like a, it's like I'm putting a church. I'm putting that in quotes though, yeah. because it's like a Sunday morning event where it's very all inclusive. She also does this thing in Chicago called Voice Box, mm-hmm. um, where people come and tell a story, and then Kathy Richardson, who is a friend of ours and a singer, gets up on stage and sings a song about the story that was told. It's super cool. We've been a lot. But she also has this amazing show called Transparent Love. And what and I'm trans dash parent love, meaning like a transgender parent, uh, a parent of a transgender child. Yes. Um, and she wrote and performs this and she, you know, it's won awards. It's really amazing. And she is going to be the facilitator of our transgender non-binary panel. So we feel really lucky to have her um facilitating that for us because she's obviously got a lot of wisdom around the topic. So so before we run, uh, can I selfishly promote three more quick things? Sure. 1440, October oh, yes. 25th through 27th. Yes. We've got a wonderful group of people, but there's still some room there's if some anybody room. wants to do it. Uh, I do coaching for guys. So guys, if you're interested, go to toddadamscoaching.com. And then Tribe Men's Group has gone virtual, which means any man in the world is qualified. And we have a virtual meeting a week from Wednesday, and it's going to be off the hook. So if you're interested, uh, just shoot me an email at Todd at ZenParentingRadio.com, and I'll give you more information. All right. So join us as we listen to Rob. Without further ado, Rob Bell. Adios. Joy. Joy. I'm so excited for you to see this show. I am, I'm excited, too, just oh because word. of what it's called. How do you come up with these, Rob? Like, where does, what is, like, the last one... I mean, your titles are always so good. Your book titles are good. Your podcast titles are good. Um, but like, how do you decide what you're going to call these things? Hmm. Oh, titling is like a high art. Yes, for real. To me. And that to you me. are very artistic. <laughs> uh, oh, I think about titles all the time. Or I'll see something and be like, oh, my word. That should be. One time I was driving down the road and I saw this billboard for an ice cream company. Mm. They were advertising, like, you know, peppermint chocolate chip or something. And I was so offended by the billboard <laughs> that I found out how to get to the president of the company. Because it was so bad. And on a day, uh, and on like a day, I made with a, like a video camera, I made a fake commercial for this place. <laughs> and then made up all these slides of how they should be. Yeah. And I got a meeting with the president. <laughs> and then partway through, he's like, hold on. And he brought in their entire marketing department oh, where I'm like, you're talking about it all wrong. Yes. <laughs> so they like literally were like, you're going to be our new marketing guy. Oh, no, no, no. You could tell in their eyes they didn't get it. No. You could tell they were going to keep putting up dumb billboards. Right. <laughs> but like just the level at which it matters to me. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell. We can tell. Oh, that's so, funny. I'm glad that you appreciate that. I yes. do. I'm glad you appreciate that. I so do. we are, whatever, an hour and a half away from you being in front of an audience. Butterflies? J- yes, always. Every time. Forever. I remember Johnny Carson used to say the same thing every night. And uh, Oh, you begin all over again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. are you feeling good? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And it's um, there. Uh, anybody who... I mean, you do a podcast or anybody who's listening to you who has some level of performance in what they do, whether they're doing a report or they're a nurse or whatever, um, you can think about it in terms of I'm here and then the people that I'm convincing, pitching to, serving, trying to teach, whatever, they're over here. Right. And I'm going to evaluate whether or not I got them to do whatever it is that I wish they would hope they would do or get or see. Sure. Um, but then you can also allow the boundaries 
that is a very real dynamic. Mm. But you can allow the boundaries to dissolve, mm. and we're here, and we're going to have this experience. And let go. And I'm witnessing to it mm. You're as a much as you are. Right. So there, at one level, is a very straightforward setup. People pay tickets. They get a seat, et cetera. Mm. And then there is a whole other level that you can uh, be in mm. where I'm as excited as anybody. Nice. So when I when I knew that we we're going to get a chance to interview you, I went through your catalog of podcast, <laughs> not all the podcasts, but some of the podcasts and all the live events you've done in the past and all the books. And I'm like, there's no way we're going to be able to get our arms around <laughs> the amount of wor- stuff that you've put out in the world. Um, so sometimes the most obvious thing is is a parenting podcast, right? So I listened to Launching Rockets a while ago. Oh, yeah, I just, yeah. I just re-listened to it. Um, there's 17 things that you shared. I have a bunch more, though, by the way. I'm, I'm sure you I'm do. do another one. Yeah. Um, so for those of you guys uh, that go to robbell.com, R-O-B-B-E-L.com, that's right? B-E-L, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a wonderful two hours. The first hour and fifteen minutes is Rob giving. The first two hours is my is me, and is then the two, third hour oh, is is, is Chris. Right. My yeah. wife Kristen steps in and gives her commentary on my seventeen observations, which is the best. I know. Well, and everybody that's what he says said. that. <laughs> um, so I so I've outlined all seventeen, and I want okay. you to pick a number, and I'm going to say what that is, and I just want you to riff on it, okay? Because we're not going to have time to go through. I think we could do a half hour on one of them. So we're not going to go through all 17. Oh, I'm supposed to pick a number three. Pick a number three. The greatest gift you can give your kids is to be fully alive yourself. Oh, yeah. You think about how much energy. How many times when kids are, uh, whatever the phrases people use, acting out. Oh, so-and-so is going through a tough time. Uh, I would argue that most of the time, in a lot of cases, they're reacting to their parents' stuff that... Um, they are simply reflecting back the anxiety. Something about this system is not working, and they are just telling the truth. You know what this reminds me of, sweetie? At, so Rob was a guest keynote at our conference, and one of the things that you said to our children who were in the room, you oh, said, hey, kids. use it all the time. <laughs> just so you know, next time mom or dad gets upset, ask this question. Is this mine or is this yours? <laughs> Our middle daughter Cameron says it all the time. Is this mine? You're welcome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's complete truth. I mean, it's yeah. a, even if it's an energy that the parents can't even, even if they're not sure what it is, there's still an unsettled energy. There's something going on. In what, absolutely, absolutely. What you said is the key. They're the truth tellers. Absolutely. Or you think about, think about like applying to college. How much anxiety that's floating around? Yeah, she's really got a lot of anxiety. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. How much of this is yours? Mm. You've decided she's going to be successful, or you have some metric in your head that you've communicated, maybe never explicitly yeah. or verbally. Um, but like, there's all of the you can see these stages where the parent is yeah. is a wreck. And they, what are they going to say to their friends if they have to say community college? Well, and you tell a story <laughs> in the podcast, in, in Launching Rockets, that there was a meeting of, for parents of oh, yeah, high yeah, schoolers. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. remember that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, when our son Trace was 21 now, when he was a sophomore in high school, my wife Kristen went to a meeting for parents of high school sophomores about college application process. And partway through the meeting, the, the school counselor had to, cl- had to stop the meeting <laughs> and confront the parents. Like, we're not going to go on. If you keep going, like, this level of anxiety isn't, we can't have a meeting Mm -hmm. with this level of anxiety in the room. To the parents. Yes. (laughs) Well, and they were sophomores. 
Yeah, right, right. You know, right, like right, that's right. something. We have a daughter who's a junior this year, and we really tried to, best of our ability, push off those conversations, push off the books, so she could have freshman and sophomore year. And every time I'd say that, like, we're not going to go there yet. She's like, Mom, high school has been going there since freshman year. I mean, right, even in eighth right, grade, right. You were like saying, countercultural at that absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, pick another number. Uh, well, One to 17. 13. Lucky number 13. This is so great. No, oh, you're going to like this. Yeah. Get a Vitamix. <laughs> Which we have, and we have had for how many We've years? We've had for like ten, nine, yes. nine, before you came up with launching rockets. So when we heard you say it, so for those of the people who don't know what that is. It's a blender with like a Harley Davidson engine or something. Amen. It's like a thing. Uh, food. And to me, um, good food. And you're just close enough to the kitchen that you can sense them coming through. And hey, do you want anything? And then you make them something they love. And that's. Uh, in the in the new one I want to do, this idea of quality time, mm. get out of my face with your quality time talk. <laughs> I think it's the most ridiculous premise ever. Why? Because the great stuff, does it happen next Thursday? We're going to go out for ice cream and have a meaningful conversation. No, the magic happens Tuesday mm. at 9.13 p.m. when she should be asleep. But we're in the backyard with the dog, and suddenly she starts talking about her day. Yes. That's how the thing actually works. And you were there, right. and you weren't on your phone, and you weren't like, it's the, it's the garbage time. It's the mundane. It's the drive to school, oh. and we're in between Taylor Swift songs. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Is Taylor Swift in your house right now? The spirit of Taylor Swift <laughs> animates. We have an 11 year old. How old is Our your daughter? Lives. That new album. Yeah. I mean, like all the dads were like, oh, pretty good songs. <laughs> Actually, when you picked 13, the first thing I was going to say oh, is Taylor Swift's favorite and number. And the numerology 22. Oh, yeah. oh my word. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, what a genius. She is. She's brilliant. Sweet. I just, I'm just glad that our daughters all are obsessed with Taylor Swift. And the songs are listenable. Yeah. Yes. Well, I want to write. Not only small, they're actually just, I mean, I'll just say it, they're just great. They're good. But thank you for. <laughs> no, I, and I, I have yet to write this blog, but I want to write a blog that says, thank you, Taylor Swift, because 10 years before that, it would have been Britney Spears or somebody else. And no offense to anybody, but I don't think it was particularly good music. And I don't think the role model was really there. Like Taylor, she gets killed even though she shouldn't be killed. Right. Um, it's funny, my friend's a comedian. Sorry. Go ahead. Friend of, my, friend of mine's a comedian. He has a whole bit about go, taking his daughter to a Taylor Swift concert and how you're like this dad, like so like, I don't, do I dance? Do I? And then it's That's all the dads. Right. It's right. all the dads looking around at each other going, they're really good songs. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and the dads who are willing to sing along are the oh, ones. Oh, fantastic. I will, I'll be like to my daughter's because we go to every concert, you know, yeah. that when she comes into town, I'm like, look at that dad singing, that dad singing. Oh, my yeah, favorite it's part. fantastic. So one quick uh, intermission on music. Yes. Um, there are three people on this podcast right now that all have strong feelings towards a particular band. And the name of the band is the Violent Femmes. Oh, oh my word. I am a huge fan. You are a huge fan. What do we need to do to get this young lady to be a fan? Oh. Can you t if explain? You aren't, you aren't. I know. And here's the thing. I, it, this could be a whole, I don't want to waste time on this, but when it was introduced to me, it was introduced to me by my sister, and it felt a little forced on me. At mm -hmm. the time, I think I was a freshman in high school. In, I, and I will ask yeah. you guys this question. They're not like, I understand the lyrics are good and we grew up with it, but they're not like great singers, right? It's, it's an interesting um, lead singer. 
Um, but no, it's not like it's Adele going up there, right. busting out the nose. We, get, we, we completely understand. Okay, thank you, Rob. I we completely understand. He you're you're a better man I than I am. I've been trying to convince her, and it's just not working. I thought maybe you could do help Do you like out. lemons with no sweetener, just straight up? I do, and I like coffee with no sugar and, and Oh, well, milk. then, well, they're, the, they're kind of that <laughs> of music. <laughs> and here's the thing. When I hear it, it takes me back to a time and place. Yes. I'm with you guys in You left spirit. high school. You left Absolutely. high school. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It so, brings me back. Okay. All right, on. Kathy, you give me a number. One to um, 17. I like, oh, uh, okay. Wait, can I interject oh on gosh. something? Sure, go ahead. Okay, this is nothing to do with this. Okay. I, I actually wrote you an email about this, and I didn't want to forget to tell you because it's totally become a mantra for my life. One of your podcasts, I think it was in 2018, it's been a while, was called We Are the Committee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I wrote you an email because listening to that podcast, I've listened to it so many times because there's a basically your gist and you, you're better at explaining what it is. But it is that we get you explain. We are the committee, just the basics well, of it. In some ways, it's a it's like a virus of the modern age. You have educated, accomplished people driving nice cars, yeah. taking vacations, sending the kids to good schools. Uh, sometimes with a low-level sense of malaise, yes. dread, despair. Yes. So there's incredible. They, they would see themselves as incredibly empowered, like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running the show here. But then you just push a little bit. You just poke the bubble a little bit, and you discover this really, really subtle disempowerment. Yes. So you'll talk to the, the woman who runs a hedge fund, who will be like, well, that's just the way it is. Mm. You go, hold, hold on, hold on. Says who? So people who, and, and that's, that's almost the trap of the modern age is um, I can do anything, all those Instagram slogans, I can do anything and live my best life now, I can. And yet, underneath it all, you'll de there are these little subtle, something's already been decided, and I guess that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. And that the great moments of the liberation of the soul is when you discover that you've been living according to an assumption that you're just now seeing. Mm. So like think about uh, you take your kid to the, to the soccer game and all the parents are standing along the sideline. Give me 10 minutes along that sideline and, and you can find the little centers of gravity where everybody's agreed these are the rules. Yes. And it's just how it is. And the moments of breakthrough, the moments of growth, the moments when you get set free are when you realize, I know everybody is living according to that rule. We don't have to. We don't have to. I was talking uh, to this mom with this lovely daughter, and the daughter is having some serious issues around body image and, and eating disorder. And the school this girl goes to is known for its mean girls. Mm. Like, it's mean girls. It's, like, legendary mm. for mean Literally. girls. And I said to the mom, because uh, we were talking very freely, the kind of discussion, I said, well, why don't you just have her be with you for a year and do, like, an online school and hang out with you? And you could see the mom, like, like just pew, like just short circuit, like wait, um, and it it was like the idea had so many layers mm. of, are we even allowed mm -hmm. <laughs> to think that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we're very tribal creatures. We we've stayed alive for tens of thousands of years because we know how to stick together. So it's not strange that we would develop these very strong codes and rules, but. That's the real art of it to me is when you can spot, oh, we've been living according to assumption. This is just our only, the only way it's done. And it's, 
not. That brings me to number 14. Wait, don't go there yet. Uh, so the we are the committee. We are the committee because I want to say one more thing about it. This mantra, it's actually from this old movie called Chariots of Fire, but yes. uh, the guy's like, well, can we allow that? And he's like, that's a decision for the committee. And this old guy in the corner is like, <laughs> we are the committee. <laughs> like, I, I mean, can I just make that decision? Yeah, apparently you can make mm-hmm. that decision. And that's why it's become such a mantra in parenting. And I think the email I sent you, Rob, it was about Todd and I do this conference every year, you know, and... And there's always people that say, you can't do that in a conference. Or in a conference, you need. Or you have to do breakouts. Or you have to oh, right, 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 right. Or you have to right, like right, right. make sure that people have this amount of time. Or you have to have appetizers. And I always get really rattled. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, that. And then I say, well, we are the committee. So mm-hmm. we're not going to have food. Yeah. And there's like a gasp. And then it's like we move on. And everybody does yeah. okay. And then same thing like the story you told about, you know, the, the, the woman who was like, you mean I could homeschool? It's the same thing with, with our parenting. It's like you mean... Like there's this thing that our kids have called power school where you can check their grades all the time. And we don't know like the login. We don't even know how to get in. And we're like, and people are like, how can you do that? Like who? My buddies think I'm lying when I say that. And it's like. Because we're teaching our kid how to like own their own stuff. That's why. Absolutely. (laughs) And we trust them because I'm playing a different game. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But what I love and appreciate that you said is we do have a, we are tribalistic. So we do have a moment where I do get rattled, but that's why I want to thank you for that phrase. Because then I say, we are the committee. (laughs) We're deciding. So that was my option. Along those lines, number 14 in launching rockets is raise good punks. Oh, our favorite. (laughs) And you talk about (laughs) pre-conventional wisdom, conventional wisdom, and post-conventional wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you help me with that? Like when you're teaching your kid, hey, in this house we make our bed, you're essentially saying there's a way we do things around here. So you're helping the kid move from pre-conventional wisdom to, to wisdom. Like, hey, there's a way things are done. Yeah. We brush our teeth. We shower on a regular basis. Like there are all these things as a parent where you're helping introduce your kid to how things are done. Pay your taxes, probably should save up a little money. It's nice to know how to change a flat tire. Uh, but then there are these m- moments when the group think uh, the direction all the fish are swimming in conventional wisdom uh, is completely insane. Mm-hmm. And so you're at some level, sometimes it's overlapping. In one area, you're teaching your kid, hey, this is how, this is how we do things. This is how the world works. This mm-hmm. is how people do things. And at the same level, in a different area, you're teaching your kid how to challenge the system and how to swim the other direction. Yeah. Um, and part of the discernment of uh, the limber, loose uh, thing you're doing as a parent is you're moving in among all these different space, almost like spaces. And in this one space, um, we're going to have to ha- really challenge how what everybody's saying. Yeah. But in this over space here, we're actually just helping them see. And uh, that's all part of it. Yeah, that's part of the art of it. I just like the word punks. Yeah. I just, it <laughs> it's a, it's a very Rob Bell word, well, isn't it? and isn't that what we're trying to do? I mean, that's why we get educated, so we think for ourselves, yet there are certain things right. you need to do to live in society simultaneously. Yes. It's paradoxical. Yeah, yeah. And, and you need to learn the rules in order to break them. Exactly. Like in any art form, if you're going to be a great painter, you need to learn how the great painter is painted so yeah. that you can integrate all that and then do what you're here to do. So you do have to. Uh, you have to have an ego to die to your ego. You yeah. have to. Um, this is all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just given a notice. We got five minutes okay. left. Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorites. You're always teaching your kids, and sometimes you use words. <laughs> we use that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me how many times, because I'll do this Q and A out here, and how, how many times parents, like, well, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out what to teach my kids. And I was like, you have kids. 
yeah, obviously from the question, well, then too late. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're picking up a world of stuff. How you handle stress, how you handle traffic, how you handle money. They're picking. I'll do this thing sometimes with the crowd where I'll say, okay, let's do, here's a series of questions. Number one, did your parents have a marriage that you wanted to have one like that when you mm-hmm. grew up? And every single person has like a yes or no. Did your parents see life as a as an adventure that you get to go on or a trial to be endured? Mm-hmm. And I just asked this whole series of questions. What's interesting is no one's ever fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Right. No one ever is like, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. And what's interesting is people have a, a very visceral, um, you can see them almost like uh, wince or sort of smile. Like people have um, like full bodied nonverbal responses before Cellular they even memory. answer the thing. Yes, exactly. Like you picked up this world of stuff. Mm. You picked up a world of how to do it and how not to do it. Like mm. it got encoded or picked up by the cells. Yeah. So, and I say that because of the, the, the good news of that is to, you can relax. Yeah. Like you can relax and, and trust that you learning and growing and becoming more who you're here to be is the best gift you can give them. Yeah, some of the questions, because I, I wrote those down, the seven questions, the pop quiz that you sometimes give mm-hmm. parents. Oh, well, is that, in the, is that yeah. in the thing? Oh, okay. Um, did, did your parents work through their wounds and issues? That's a question. Yes or no? <laughs> First of all, did any of our parents work through their wounds? Maybe there's some. Some people, saw, like especially if you had a parent who dealt with addiction and mm-hmm. maybe yeah. they yeah. Yeah, were true. able to go through recovery while you were young, many would look at that as a tragedy. But for a lot of kids, that was salvation they mm-hmm. were able to it, see somebody change mm-hmm. yeah, and see right, that right, things right. could be different yeah. um and i wanted to i know we're ending here so i wanted to share um one more thing that has really helped our listeners and a few of my clients and it's this statement that you said which podcast was it todd snowflakes seatbelt and snowflakes <laughs> okay. god yeah. that's do, do you get more reaction from that one because i listen to not all 200 and some but Probably three quarters of them, and that one stands out. And I just wonder if other people had the same reaction to that one as I did. Oh, I don't know. We what actually a, did a podcast. We did a podcast. Yeah, we we played. Talk we, about redundant. We literally played like minutes of your podcast <laughs> on our podcast, and then ripped <laughs> off about of it. it. But the thing you said that has been very satisfying to people, and including myself, is we're all evolving slowly. And that we mm, can take yeah, yeah. our time with this process and trust that just because we want to be somewhere doesn't mean we're supposed to be. And just because things are bad doesn't mean they always will be. Oh, my word. I mean, democracy is a relatively new idea. Yeah. So, so um, and if you look at the, the long, slow evolution of the universe, it's often a few steps forward and then a few steps back. Yep. Um, so, like, if you move to deep time, not time like what's the latest presidential tweet, but you just move mm-hmm. a, to, like even like experiments in how to organize societies, we're a couple hundred years in to the idea that everybody has a vote. Yeah. Right. Um, that, the, that the will of the people decides. Right. These are like crazy, crazy, innovative, dangerous yeah. ideas that will of course be insanely messy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this shouldn't actually surprise us. The whole thing actually unfolds very, very slowly. So, Rob Bell, you have to go to work. Um, I just want to say... I don't say, see it like having to go to work. I guess He's got to go do joy. you got to go, <laughs> go do joy. Uh-huh. We're excited to um, listen to you here in a little bit. On behalf of Kathy and I, thank you so much for taking the time out. You Thanks to our listeners. Great. Go to robbell.com. This is just a teeny bit of what Rob does. <laughs> and if you like podcasts, if you like... Books. Books, it doesn't matter. He has a whole 
I don't know what it is, universe of information <laughs> that has very, been very helpful to me personally. Oh, so thank you for that. Oh, that's wonderful. You're very you. kind. Always a pleasure. All right. Very good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Also subscribe and review our Pop Culturing podcast, a Gen X viewpoint on movies and TV with an emphasis on personal growth and self-awareness. It's basically the flip side of Zen Parenting Radio. Do you want more Zen Parenting? Check out our third podcast, otherwise known as Team Zen. One of our team members described it as an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. With your $25 subscription, you get two live Zen talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions, plus a Facebook community where you can interact or just listen to like-minded parents. If you can't join us live, you can still access all the Zen talks through the Team Zen podcast app. Zen Parenting Conference 2020 is February 28th and 29th. We'll be discussing sex ed, gender, anxiety, neurodiversity, and healthy relationships. Go to zenparentingconference.com to get your tickets. Interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. And while you're there, check out our upcoming events or you can purchase one of my three books. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the Support Us link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. And guys, I have a one-on-one coaching practice. It's called Coaching for Guys. You want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationships with loved ones? We can talk in person, phone, FaceTime, you choose. And don't forget about Tribe Men's Group. We have a virtual community from men all over the world. Head on over to tribemensgroup.org or shoot me an email at todd at zenparentingradio.com. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give them a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking.